Well, today the title of my message is, When No is the Best Answer. When No is the Best Answer. God, I thank you because I know that you have everything under control. God, I thank you because uh, nothing slips up uh, on your blind side. Nothing takes you by surprise. God, I thank you that, that, God, you cause everything to work together for our good according unto your, your, your power and your glory and, and, and your divine will. And God, we just pray today, Lord, as we uh, endeavor to minister the Word of God, Lord, let it be effective today. Open our hearts today, not only our ears, but open our hearts today. Father, just use us for the glory of God. Let your Word do what needs to be done in this house, all for the glory of God. And all of God's people said, praise the Lord. Well, nobody likes to hear the Word, no, especially when it comes from God. But I've discovered that sometimes no is the best answer. The truth of the matter is I wouldn't be standing here today as your pastor if God had not said no to some places that I wanted to go 11 years ago. Let me go on record this morning by saying that sometimes no is the best answer answer. Because when God says no to us, and when God says no to something in our life, usually it is because that he wants to say yes to something better. My wife and I were pretty typical baby boomer parents. Um, we gave our kids everything they needed and just about everything they wanted. When our kids came to us for something, usually the answer was yes, and especially if my wife was involved. When our kids were at home, our life revolved around them. For Chad, it was baseball, 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 baseball. For Krista, it was Gymnastics, cheerleading, volleyball, softball, basketball, homecoming princess, debate, drama, choir. You name it, if they had it, she was in it. And my wife and I, we just trailed along behind her, handing out money for this and money for that and money for something else. But one day, one of the... One of our kids asked us for something, and my wife just blurted out, no! And it totally startled all of us. And we looked at each other, and we said, what did she say? And she looked at me as bewildered as the rest of us were, and she said, did you hear what I said? I actually said, no! And she said, that sounded pretty good, she said. So she said it again, no, no, no. We all laughed, but, but my wife and I decided to say no to everything the rest of the day. <laughs> so all day long, our answer was no, regardless of the question. Mama, can we have lunch now? No, no. <laughs> Mama, can we have a popsicle? No. But Daddy, I need to go to the bathroom. No. (laughs) 
Mama, it's midnight. Can we please go to bed? No! We literally wore that word out that day. Now, I'm exaggerating just a bit, but not a lot. No one likes to hear the word no. But sometimes no is the best answer. So let me give you four times when no is the best answer. Let me suggest, first of all, no is the best answer when the man is not right. When the man is not right. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, we find recorded the story of God's choice of a king for Israel. You know the story, God sends Samuel to Jesse's house and, and entrusts him to anoint one of Jesse's sons as king. Well, problem was, Jesse had eight sons. And Jesse marches seven of his eight sons in front of Samuel. But every single time God says, no. And why did God say no? He said no because in this instance, the man was not right. Samuel asked Jesse, are these all of your sons? And, and Jesse says, no, uh, I have one more. Uh, uh, he's out tending the sheep. He's the youngest. His name is David. He, he, he's the baby of the family. He's the spoiled one. Uh, uh, he's the cute one. Samuel says, go get him. And so when David appears, God says to Samuel, he's the one. Anoint him king. Seven times God says no, but why? Because the man was not right. I believe that God is looking for a man today. Oh, or a woe man. I believe that he's looking for somebody today, a man or a woman, someone that has his heart. Listen, David was chosen because he was a man after God's own heart. And the question I have this morning is, are you that man? Are you that woman today? Do you have God's heart? Do you have a heart for the lost? Do you have a heart for people? Do you have a heart for God? Are you a man or are you a woman that God can say yes to? Are you a man or a woman that God can use? Because the truth of the matter is, this morning God wants to anoint you. The truth of the matter is, God wants to use you. Oh, the truth of the matter is, this morning God wants to say yes to you. Notice another time when no is the best answer. We don't like to hear the word no, but sometimes no is the right answer. Sometimes no is the best answer. only is no the right answer when the man is not right, but no is the right answer when the mission is not right. You see, sometimes it's not the what, but the where that God says no to. Psalm 32 and 8 says, the Lord says, I will guide you along, notice the phrase, the best pathway for your did you hear what God said there? God says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Listen, here's what I know. I don't always know the best pathway for my life. But God promises me that he will guide me along the best pathway 
for my life. He said in Isaiah 48 and 17, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you and who leads you along the paths you should follow. When I was in my middle 30s, there was a certain church that I wanted to pastor. The church ran about 500. They had an incredible facility. The auditorium would seat a thousand. The pastor was was leaving that church after many years as pastor and he and he recommended me to the church to be considered as their next pastor. And I'm 34, 35 years old and and man it looked like all systems were set on go and and, and may I tell you that I literally salivated in anticipation. But out of nowhere, with no warning, all of a sudden, it all fell through. Everything had been lined up perfectly, but all of a sudden, it all fell through. I was crushed. I was disappointed. I was confused. God had said no to me. Why? Because the mission was not right. I didn't know that at the time. But a year or so later, God opened the door for me to go to Midland, Texas, where I would start and build a church from scratch, from from the ground up. We would start with seven and grow to to 250. We would build and and pay for a 16,000 square foot facility. It would prove to be the best 10 years of my life up to that time. Sometimes no is the best answer. Sometimes God is not saying no to the what. He's saying no to the where. Maybe you're here this morning and you're confused. God has placed a calling upon your life or you have felt that God wanted to use you in a certain area of ministry and yet the door has not opened for you yet or several doors have absolutely closed in your face and you are bewildered and you are confused and you are discouraged and you are despondent. Listen, I've learned a lesson. Listen from and hear from me this morning. Sometimes no is the best answer. You see, sometimes God says no now so he can say yes later. Sometimes, sometimes God says no to here so that he can say yes to there. Here's a thought. Just throw this in for good measure. Have you positioned yourself spiritually to a place where God can? Say yes to you? If you're living in disobedience to God's spoken or written word, then you are not in a place where God is at liberty to say yes to you. Position position yourself spiritually in a place where God can say yes to you. Just a thought. Here's what I've learned. 
God's no's are just as much a blessing to me as his yeses. Let me suggest another time when no is the best answer. Oh, oh it, it, we may not know it at the time. It may not feel like it at the time. It may not sound like it at the time. But often no is the best answer. When the method is not right. When the method is not right. In 1 Samuel 17, David fights the giant Goliath. Everybody knows the story of David fighting Goliath. You know that nobody was willing to fight the giant. No one except this teenage boy named David. David was just a stripling of a lad. He was just a teenager, man. May I suggest, suggest that he had peach fuzz instead of whiskers? I, I believe he was still eating Captain Crunch for breakfast. Although Pastor Steve told me he still eats Captain Crunch for breakfast. With berries, I, I, I really didn't need to hear that. Here is this teenage kid, got pimples on his face. He, he is going to fight the giant. He is going to fight the champion of the giants. You know the story. When King Saul realizes that that David is the only one willing to fight this giant. He suggests that David put on his armor to go into battle with. But David said no to Saul's armor. He didn't say no to the battle. He volunteered for the battle. He's ready for the battle. He said no to the armor, not no to the battle. He said no to the method. And this is what we need to learn this morning, and that is what works for one doesn't necessarily work for everyone. Saul was great with his armor. His armor fit him. He was the king. The king would have the best armor. He's not using leftover armor. He's not using stolen or borrowed armor. His armor has been specifically designed for him. And it fit him perfectly, but it did not fit David. Wasn't anything wrong with the armor. The armor was good. The armor was effective for Saul. It was right. It was perfect. Oh, it was what it should be. It was right for Saul, but it was not right for David. The method that worked for David was a slingshot and a pocket full of rocks. We need to learn from this this morning. And we need to stop trying to copy somebody else's method and develop a method of our own. 
We need to stop trying to use somebody else's armor and somebody else's method and somebody else's way and discover what our gifts and our talents and our abilities are. Amen. We need to equip ourselves this morning, amen, with the armor that God wants us to have, not borrow somebody else's armor, not copy somebody else's armor. Amen. Ah, God will say no to us sometimes because he says, listen, it's the method. One of my many favorite scriptures is Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. My thoughts are, not, are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could ever imagine. Because just as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Here's what I've learned. Good ideas are not always God ideas. Good ideas are not always God ideas. One of my favorite sayings is this, God ideas work. God ideas work. Good ideas work you. I cannot tell you how many times people have come to me with good ideas for the church. Everybody's got an idea. And often they are genuinely good ideas. But are they God ideas? Are they God ideas? Sometimes no is the best answer. Sometimes it's no because the method is not right. may not be anything wrong with the method. It's just not our method. Oh, oh, we're trying to use Saul's armor, uh, but his armor was designed to fit him. His armor doesn't fit us. Maybe our armor is simply a slingshot and five little rocks. Notice the last thing today. Sometimes no is the best answer. When the motive is not right. You see, sometimes people try to do the right thing for the wrong reason. Second Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 30, for God alone knows what's in the human heart. And 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says that man makes his judgments by what he sees on the outward appearance of man. But God looks down into the heart. See what I've learned? I've learned, you know, I've learned a few things along the way. One of the things that I've learned is things aren't always as they appear on the surface. You see, man is usually only concerned with the what. But God is also concerned with the why. And sometimes the answer is no because of the motive. The motive is not right. You know, sometimes people are super nice to us, even flattering to us, but they have ulterior motives. They want something from us or, or they want us to do something for them. 
Never forget something that happened to me many years ago now. Another pastor treated me like dirt. He was ugly to me. He lied about me. He caused me trouble. Tried to hurt my reputation. And then one day I'm sitting in my office and the phone rings and it's this pastor. And he says, my wife and I would like to drive over to your town and take you and your lovely wife out for lunch. And I would like for you to come and preach me a revival. And I've noticed that your wife doesn't have any big diamonds on her fingers. Before the week's up, I bet she will have a big diamond on her finger. He had ulterior motives. He said it would be good if people in my church saw us together. It would be good if we were both sharing the same platform. See, he was going to be voted upon. And he wanted to use my influence with some of those people. So he would not be voted out of his church. I said, brother, I'd be happy to come and preach for you. I'll preach for you the week right after your election. I said, no, because the motive was not right. Not everybody who followed Jesus followed Jesus for the right motive. Jesus told some of his followers, said, hey, you only hang around with me for the loaves and the fish that I provide for you. You're only here for the fish and chips, all you can eat buffet. You only, you're only seeking my hands, but I'm looking for a people that will not just seek my hands, but I'm looking for a people that will seek my heart. And you're only interested in what you can get out of me, but I am looking for a people who want to spend time with me. Amen. Friend, if God is saying no to us about something, we need to examine our motives. Uh, oh, listen, listen, looking back, I, 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 I wonder what my true motives were way back there when I wanted that church of 500. 500 is a big church for a 35-year-old young man. Was my motive prestige? Was it so I could say to my pastor friends, my church is bigger than your church. My church is bigger than your church. I don't know that it was. I certainly did not think that it was at the time. But who really knows what's in his heart? Perhaps God said no to me because 
Because the mission was not right. He had another place picked out for me. Or could it be that my motive wasn't right? Maybe a combination of the two. I do not No, but what I do know is this, and that is that God said no to me in order to later say yes to me. He said no to this so he could say yes to that. He said no to here so he could say yes to there. And let me tell you that that I have come to learn to appreciate and I have come to learn to have come to learn to value God's no's just as much as his yeses. And sometimes even more. We're talking about the fact that no is sometimes the best answer. Because you see, it all comes down to one thing, and that is to trust. Do we trust God or do we not trust God? Do we really believe that God has our best interest at heart? Or do we not? Do we really believe that when God says yes to us, He says yes to us out of love? But do we also understand that when God says no to us, also He says no to us out of love? Brother Clay, could you just come to the keyboard this morning, please? I'm talking about the fact that sometimes no is the best answer. Nobody likes to hear anybody say no to them. But sometimes no is the best answer. When the man is not right. I've had more than one church tell me, Pastor, I wish you'd have got here a lot sooner than you did. How come you couldn't have come here 20 years ago? Well, you didn't want me 20 years ago. I wasn't ready for the assignment 20 years ago. Not the same person today that I was 20 years ago. So God has said no sometimes because the man is not right. Sometimes because the mission is not right. He's got something else picked out. And it's better, not, not, not necessarily bigger, better. It's better because it's the will of God. In all my years of ministry, I've, I've never based whether I come to a church on, what the, on the size of the church or the size of the check. I look at the opportunity. I look at whether or not I'm allowed to lead the salary. I look at, are you willing to bless the man of God if the church grows? Yeah, I look at the attitude, not the, not the bottom line, but the attitude. The attitude of the people. No is the best answer when the man is not right, when the mission is not right, when the method is not right. Father, I just pray today that you will take the word of the Lord that has been shared today. God, 
I pray for those that might be in this room today, and God, they are, they are discouraged, they are, they are confused today because you have said no to this, to that, to something else. And they're saying when, God, they're saying where, God. Help them to understand today that your no is no for now and your no is no to this so that you can say yes to something else and something better. They're not ready for it yet. They need to grow into the assignment. If your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed all over this room today, Are you here today and you will just lift your hand and by lifting your hand you'll say, you know what, I, I needed to hear this word today. This word's for me today. Thank you. God bless you. How many others today all over the room? Lift them up high. Yeah, in every, every section today. Every section today. Every section today. God loves you. God loves you and he has an incredible, unbelievable plan for your life. His plan for you is different than His plan for me. You have different giftings. and He's equipped you differently than He's equipped me, but He wants to use every single one of us for His glory.